I can't hide my excitement anymore, man. I have. To, I, I want to get to this this Hampton Estate Jamaican. As far as their labels, I, I really uh, think highly of their labels. They really have a lot of information about the rum on their labels. Um, it's a good looking bottle. It feels, you know, higher end. It feels like you're you're getting a a, uh, a product that has been, um, you know, really really some passion put into it and, and, and um, knowledge about how to make a good rum and, and really uh, it's, it's just amazing. You taste it yet? Well, I'm smelling it and I got to say right off the bat, it just hits you in the face with fruit and leather. I got leather notes right off the bat and uh, not quite like baseball glove. I love that. Love that. Not quite like baseball glove, but like when you walk into a store that's got leather coats in it and you smell that hint of leather in the air, and then just fruitiness, just fruitiness and, and funkiness. Yeah, I get the fruit too. It's To me on the nose, it's just, it's more, one of the more refreshing, if, if you can imagine that or say that, that, it's one of the more refreshing rums to smell. It's definitely bright for a Jamaican. Uh, I, I think if this... This could be put into some sort of cologne. I'd wear it. <laughs> Hampton Estate, start making cologne. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to tell you, um, it's only, not in a bad way, in a very pleasant way, it's the, the Jamaican funk aspect of it is really in the background on this. And I really get the fruit up front. Um, I get the funk, I get the funk on, on, the, uh, on the finish after I swallow. But straight up, fruit very bright it does almost have i mean maybe that's what i was smelling when i was talking about leather it definitely has that kind of um cologne perfumey kind of such a great flavor for a jamaican rum mm -hmm. it's eight year old so when we were talking the last time i had mentioned to you that i never really would think of jamaican rum as a sipping rum and then you brought you you told me about this, and now I totally understand what you mean. Yeah, and it, it's I, I have put it in cocktails. Um, I know some others have put it in cocktails. It, it's a it definitely um, uh, makes you know it makes a good cocktail for sure. Um, you know, there's probably uh, folks out there that would would never throw a single drop in a cocktail. Uh, and I get that, and I appreciate that. And honestly, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to do it very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 really, um, you know, I enjoy sipping a lot of, you know, every night. You know, I might have a cocktail, but uh, one of the last things I do, you know, around the nine o'clock hours, I, I do have a little little pour of rum and. It, it's uh, it's it needs to be around for that for sure. Uh, they do have a uh, uh, they have other things obviously, but uh, an overproof. So this is uh, what you are enjoying right there is forty six percent. All right, um, and uh, their overproof is sixty uh, percent, and it's um, it probably. If, if I was to mix in a cocktail, I would use the overproof for sure. Okay. Um, I have to try some. I uh, oh, 
me and overproofs don't always get along all the time. But then again, I always, whenever I use overproof, I tend to just use the uh, the Demerara, like the Lemon Heart. And but so you're th you're you're talking high, high, high. Yeah, like right? my my version of like when I think overproof, I think of like the Demerara Lemon Heart or the uh, the Ray and Nephew Jamaican overproof. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the. Ray nephew is, yeah. So it's sixty three percent alcohol, so not Even too. That. You know that's that's pretty good there, and it that that has a the Ray nephew is a. What I find interesting about that and is it, it it almost has a and maybe I'm just crazy, but it almost has an agricole kind of. It is. It's. You I know, think. Uh, uh, I mean, on I the have, nose anyway. It just I have a theory that I think that's what happens when you have Jamaican funk in a light rum. It like it kind of has has an herbaceousness to just it. The, the unaged. Yeah. Doesn't. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a very unique flavor and, and and scent. But man, I'm really enjoying this Hampton Estate Jamaican rum. Um, yeah, it's it's good if you can. I'm pretty sure it's available somewhere. I, I know some people that have it and have bought it locally, um, you know, close to your area. So I, it, it's probably just finding the the right Shop store. Yeah. Now I that and the uh, the Hampton and the Queen share. I can I can are the flavor that I can think of. Um, there's a there's a a hotel with like a, a hotel bar called the mermaid bar up in amelia island florida where my daughter lives and i go visit there sometimes and this little mermaid bar it's an old um you know uh, colonial style um building uh, like historic site and everything in there is done up like old old uh, it's very old timey it's very old victorian stuff and and colonial stuff and the bar in there is just a small wooden bar with a couple of leather chairs by the fireplace. And I always joke around about, man, I can definitely see people coming in to dock and, uh, you know, a couple of pirates or privateers coming in, meeting up there for a glass of rum when they finally hit the shore. And that, that, that's, those are the two, this Hampton estate is the kind of rum I can see a couple of pirates coming ashore on Amelia Island, Florida, and going to the mermaid bar and sitting by the fireplace and warming their boots up and sipping some of this Jamaican rum. Yeah, definitely. I I did mean to send you after I kind of put those together. I did mean to send you some uh, Foursquare, and I'll, I'll I'll do that next time. Um, I was thinking about it. That was on the list to send you, and and uh, completely missed that one after after I shipped it out. I'm like, oh. But, no man, I we'll I we'll definitely it. appreciate it. this was very generous of you to um, and a great idea to sip and talk about I, these. Yeah. The the Nissan, I'm I'm very curious as to what your yeah. your thoughts are compared to. I know you you have the um um I am a Clement fan at forty forty percent I believe. So this one this Nissan's fifty percent. Uh to me it is um A little different um, than yeah, it's than what you have. Um, get you a glass there and try that. 
before I pour it, I noticed some, it's mild on the nose. And I got my bottle of Clement right here. I'm going to do a little sniff comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll do the same. So I definitely get the herbaceousness on the on the Clement. And it's very, very mild on the Neeson. Yeah, I get the same thing. That could be the design of the bottle a little bit. Um, might try that same thing in a, in a glass. And... All right, I'm going to pour myself some of this Neeson. We got the, the Neeson Blanc over here. Very crisp, very clean scent. I tell you. All right, so we're sipping rums you know, kind of one right after the other. And I don't know if you you pick up on it a little bit, but it, I, I've, you know, I would always describe that as a little bit, you know, uh, grassy. But after, after the Hampton, really stands out. Does it to you? Yes, it's but very grassier. grassy. Very early. I, I don't normally get that. It's there, but I don't normally get that. And I think it's because of um, drinking right after the Hampton. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's surprising. It, it gets you because I don't really smell the herbalness on the scent, but when you taste it, the grassiness just pops out, comes out. Yeah. I don't think it's normally that pronounced. So I've got the same glass with both of what you have. And it's it's the same as what you were smelling in the bottle. Yeah. Out of the I never would have thought that. I never would have guessed that um two different agricoles would have been you know, two two different blanc agricoles would be that uh that different on on profile. Both both delicious but in different ways, you know, like definitely a lot more of the of the grassiness and herbiness on the floral on the Clement, I think, but uh, this has definitely, definitely reserve that for what else, whatever you have left for a, a tea punch. I certainly will. Mm. You know what it is? The Clement seems to be a little bit more in your face, like floral herby. This tends to be a little bit more earthy herby. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I definitely get that. Like the clement is the grass, like like you snipped off the top of the blade of grass, and this is like you took the grass out of the dirt, and it's got a little bit of the dirt still stuck to the bottom you, of it. You, you pull the roots up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about making the tea punches. We kind of bonded over that a little bit the first time we talked. Uh, one of the reasons I've always wanted to go to Martinique is I love this idea from doing my research on tea punch that it's kind of traditional for them to put all the ingredients on the bar and yeah. you just kind of make your own the way you like it. And I've always, I've always wanted to, I've always been intrigued about that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I, I totally agree. I, I think it's so special and that's, um, I don't know about you, but that's how I, like I'll stand on this side of the bar, the mixing side of the bar and I'll prepare it. And that's how I prepare it, is I put all the, all the separate ingredients out, and then I go and sit down on the other side of this bar, and I, I really experiment with it. I mean, you know, it's, it is about 
sort of making it, I, I forgot, forgot the term, but um, making it, uh, you know, how you like. And I, I've yeah. put in different. Uh, they, have a, they have a French term for it, I forgot. Yeah. And I make notes on how much I, I put in at each, um, each of the three. Uh, the line is always the same because it's just a coin. It's just, it's, it's carved yeah. off to the same amount every time. So that doesn't change, but I do change the, the sugar up a little bit. Uh, most of the time it is, it is a, a, a granule uh, of, of whatever. I do tend to use Demerara, okay. um, my own personal taste, but um, I have played with the other ones that I have. And, uh, you know, all, I haven't, great. I never dove into using straight sugar. I have always used a, like a con syrup, like the, the, the yeah. sugar cane syrup. Yeah, and uh, it's got a, It's also it also has a very um, grassy agricole flavor to it, which really boosts that up. But yeah. I think perhaps for the rest of this Nissan, I'm gonna try it your way and just use some uh, some raw cane sugar. Yeah, it's I, I I think it's traditional that it is. Um, and I may be completely wrong here. I had had a little rum, but. Uh, <laughs> And I have a crap memory to begin with, but I want to say that it is traditional that it is a um, a granule sugar that is presented. I don't I'm sure, but um, when you read um, different articles out there online, or you know, even some of the the great cocktail books out there, there is there is a uh, an argument about you know. Doing using the syrups, and I've heard the argument precisely get what you're wanting into it, you know. And I mean, now I mean, we're really nerding out on tea punch for a couple of guys that are that uh, haven't been there, but there's a I've, I've heard the argument as well against um the coin versus people just squeezing a, a lime wedge into in there. Um, I've, and then of course, there's the big controversy over ice versus no ice. Uh, my American yeah. palate does like a, a, list, a little bit of ice cube in there when I do mine. Yeah, but, uh, I and I do. I, I absolutely don't. I, I never. Well, I shouldn't say never. I have, but I prefer it. No ice. I do it both ways, but usually when I put the ice cube in, it's gone before it starts to melt anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I like. Um, I th you say that, and I I want to say now, I, you know, because I've I've read so many things, and and the memory fails me, but I want to say that that. Uh, uh, I would love somebody to, to set me straight if I'm wrong, but that it was designed that you would do a pour and mix it and then that you would take it all in one gulp. That it wasn't yeah. designed yeah. to be a sipper as much as it was. Mix this how you like and take it down. I you get know? the but idea. I, I don't imagine it's very, very much. I mean, mine are always a two-ounce pour. I measure everything. Yeah, It's always a two-ounce pour. Yeah, but I, it probably... For some, that's not what it is. They, they pour a little bit, mix it, and go. And that is one of the exciting things about being on this journey of finding stuff um, from other cultures and other time times and trying to figure out what... Because who, who's to say what's really authentic? Think about, think about somebody... Uh, um, think about somebody on the other side of the world trying to figure out how to make a burger like an american style burger 
like what would you say the right way is well it, there's no it just it, everybody likes their burger different you know there's so many yeah. different varieties so it's uh but i will get to the bottom of it when i actually get a chance to go there and figure out yeah you, you know when you you get to go and actually experience it in person um i wonder if there's when you go is there anything to finding the absolute traditional method or are you in a touristy type you know bar and they're 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 playing to the to the american tourist or something like that you know yeah. I, I hope that they they stick to their traditions i assume they do i assume that, they that would i try to do it whenever um whenever faith my wife and i travel we try to do a little bit of both you know we go to some we go to some you know, like some touristy spots. We like to, we'll stay in some place nice where we have a nice view. Like we'd like to, we'd like to experience the vacation, but we also like to go off the beaten path and try to find some other stuff. And, um, we, uh, one of the places I can really hit me was going to, uh, going to Havana was interesting because I can tell you, uh, like the, the food and the, and the, and the coffees and things that you would go down to in Cuban culture in Miami. It's very different than what actual Cuban people eat and drink over there. And it's, oh, sure. um, you know, the biggest comparison I can make is like Cuban coffee, right? You go to Miami, you get a Cuban coffee and it's like this really strong, sweet, um, special way that they make it down there. And usually if you, if you go to, if you go to Havana and order an espresso, it's just, it's It's more like Italian style. It just comes as like, like a black coffee and you put your own stuff in it and everything. And it's, it's, um, I love those kind of comparisons going there and going to the actual place and seeing what it really is all about. So, man, this, I got to tell you this, uh, a little bit of Neeson here in my glasses. I'm really enjoying this, this and probably the queen share and the Neeson have been my favorite so far. Yeah. What, uh, of course, of course the, uh, you did get a little run fire. Yeah. I was saving that guy for last cause I'm kind of scared of him. <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Yeah, it and I, it is from Hampton Estate, um, and it's it's not. It's 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 good. See, this has got more of a Jamaican funk to it than I think the um the uh the single the what was the other one that we Jerry? had? Yeah. Oh, the what? The Hampton. This the the first Hampton we had. I feel like this has actually got more Jamaican funk to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a finet aged, um, very similar to the wonderful spirit. Um, did you say that this was local? Did you have you seen this? I have, I believe, seen that, and I just always okay. just go for. I was always. Um, I didn't really know what it was, honestly. You see, rum fire. It's, I kind of. It's very yeah. just. Yeah. That is not a label that uh, necessarily begs you to purchase it. It doesn't. The label for the list, the listeners at the label has uh, says rum fire and it's got like this blue and, and red fire on it. Like I kind of thought it was like a spiced rum, like almost like a like a um, uh, like a Jack Fire or one of those like spiced whiskeys. And it, yeah. I, just, I never would have thought from the label that it's just a regular overproof white rum. Yeah, it's um, the, it was a while before I bought it and I I, um, I ended up going ahead and getting it because I, I'd had heard, excuse me, heard good things about it. And I mean, you can only buy 
so much alcohol, right? You know, at one time. So it was on the list. And when I finally got it, I had uh, many bottles of it, but it's, um, man, it's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, it's a uh, 63% alcohol. Um, I would honestly say probably, I mean, between the two, um, I would definitely, um, no, I shouldn't say that. There are, there are cocktails that I would use the rum fire in, and then there are cocktails that I would prefer the J-Ray in. So, um, All right. they're just two, two separate things. Definitely two separate things, because I don't have any J-Ray in front of me right now, but I have mul I've had it multiple, multiple times. And when you drink this rum fire, um, it definitely has that Jamaican that Jamaican funk flavor to it, like the J Ray does. Um, but when you drink it straight like this, you can see why they call it rum fire. It's got it's got some spice to it. <laughs> ooh, that that ooh. Ah, that one didn't uh, didn't go down too well for me. That is like uh, <clears throat> it's like the uh, some sweat beats on my my bald head poking up over here. There's a <laughs> it's sweet it's funky um it's probably more spicy and less herby than the j ray and nephew but it's really good yeah when i when i want to do the you know a, a, the traditional um what I, I guess in my mind what i when i'm wanting to put forth something that that is a what I would call traditional or traditional is not the right word uh, uh, a good representation of what I think a Jamaican rum is okay uh, flavor profile that that gets it for me and uh, for my uneducated opinion and uh, so I choose that when I when I when I go for the uh, J, J. Ray nephew, um, and I, I, uh, I used it recently, and um, and I honestly felt like that what I did was I used it with uh, the agricole, and it it uh, it it because it and I've done that several times because it kind of has on the nose anyway that that familiar uh scent of an agricole it, it to me it's like it's what i lean towards when i want to pump up a drink that uh, that i'm using agricole in it does feel like it would uh, go because with i that. think it pairs well with it and it just um it's not going to give you that uh, if you're not wanting that kind of jamaican funk flavor air quotes funk flavor um in too heavily um and it for me my palate it just really works well with an agricole and, and sets it off now if you're trying you need to to you know whether it be a an old recipe or something you're creating new and you you want an agricole and you want some jamaican in it then i, I wouldn't pick that i i would go with 
with uh, any you need that overproof. I would go to, go with the rum fire. Um, uh, and I have used the the fairly recently uh, just for cocktail playing around. I did use the uh, Hampton overproof. Um, uh, the aged and it's you know it, it didn't it didn't uh, give me the same punch that I was looking for in the rum fire uh, so you know I probably won't use it that way at least in that particular cocktail again I won't use it that way but it, it uh, um, yeah, yeah when you want this when you want that Jamaican punch rum fire this actually reminds me a lot all in the name it's, it reminds me a lot of the rums that they would give us when we were at the bar in Jamaica, just at like the sidebars. And um, uh, this is probably the one from tonight that tastes the most like it smells. It's got a very kind of sweet heat to it. Like it's almost like the name almost makes sense now because it's not, it's not hot, like spicy. I mean, it is, but it's not, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's also got a heat almost like, um, it's just like like a like a temperature kind of heat. Like when you sip it, it's almost it's almost so sweet. It's got like a temperature hotness to it. It's uh yeah. Hmm. I wonder. So I, I have a little bit of the uh, Hampton left in my other glass. I'm gonna just kind of do a little mix here. A little experimenting live on the air, guys. Because I have it. Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> not? I mean, that's the fun thing, right? Like a almost like a light, like a light Mai Tai mixture. Yeah. Mm, that's good. I do a lot of blends. I don't know if you um, <clears throat> if you were to go through and look at the account, and uh, and uh, I don't know that I've mentioned one in a while, but I still do it uh, quite a bit. So I have I have separate. Uh, probably like like we all do, but, but separate uh, handwritten books of um, cocktails and stuff like that that um, play around with. And one of the things that I really enjoy doing is my own own blends of rum. So if I'm um, if anybody you know does this, I would I would really love to hear about it and 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 what what good blends uh you know you've come up with but it's uh it's so much fun to just sit and, and i tend to do it um you know I'll, I'll pick a base rum that i it's you know that i want and then i'll pick something else that i think might complement it and i'll just start you know dropping some in and keep tasting it and and, and see what i come up with and a lot of times it'll be i've done three and you know sometimes four but that's a little overkill I think you start getting to a point you just can't. You're taste like a, the, you're like a regular, like a, like a modern day Don the Beachcomber over here, just putting, yeah. uh, mixing things yeah. together. It's uh, a, yeah. you know, I've I've only done that a couple of times by reverse engineering drinks because I wanted to figure out what the flavor I was tasting was and how to make it again. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the first drink I fell in love with from in, in my tiki adventure was the mai tai, of course, and I kind of reverse engineered that and did the different rum combinations together, mixing a mixing a Jamaican with an agricole and then mixing a Jamaican with an amber and then trying to figure out what the flavors were that I was tasting that I wanted to replicate in my own versions. And, um, so I've only really, I've only really done it that way in reverse engineering. I've never tried doing my own 
my own blends and any of that. Yeah. Um, I do it and I, I, um, uh, I refer to it when I, when I do a post and a particular cocktail, sometimes I'll say what it is. Sometimes I'll just refer to it as the, the number in my book. Um, but it's, uh, it is a way, um, you know, as, as a home, I don't call myself a bar bartender, but you know, home bar enthusiast, whatever, um, to, to get your own little blend there that, okay, Hey, that's a, that's a flavor profile that I really enjoy. And when I'm kind of playing around with a cocktail and I, I, uh, I, I go back and I look at my notes and think, okay, that's, that's a, that's a blend that I think would work good with this cocktail and, uh, and use it. Um, that's a whole other, you know, side hobby of just blending rums. I mean, if you're, uh, if you're, if you have the time and, and certainly the, the inventory, you know, maybe, maybe, um, some, some home bars don't have the inventory to really experiment, but, um, if you do and you have that time to do that, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and it, uh, allows you to, to come up with a, a unique cocktail, especially if you go and you start infusing other, um, uh, other items into it. And like I use a lot of, uh, silver rum, uh, and I say silver rum, generally I'm, I'm referring to like a very neutral, um, void of flavor rum um you know not not quite a vodka i still want it to be i still mm -hmm. want it to be a rum sure. but you know a, a very neutral type um silver um and i you say talked, silver versus you talked about having the, the inventory and whatnot and i and trying new things and taking it to the next level of like being a whole separate hobby with the the, the changing the rums and i or the mixing of the rums and I noticed that especially now as we start to normalize the world again. Um, in the beginning of quarantine, when I was, you know, at, when I was staying home for, you know, five or six weeks, I, um, I noticed that boredom creates, boredom can go one or two ways. You can use boredom to, you can feed into it. And you can get lazy and do nothing, or you can right. be someone like myself who has this crazy, like who has this creative mind that just wants to be doing stuff all the time. If you leave, if you leave me in my own boredom, I will just find stuff to do. And I feel like sometimes you have to. I, I think this about some of the greatest artists in all time, right? Some of the greatest poets of all time. Like some of them were under extreme hardship and were forced to create great art because it was just all around them. And some of them were just so bored that. They just create, started writing poems and came up with this incredible, incredible art. Um, and during quarantine, like I got so much, I was really where Patiki kind of took off because I was able to do videos and all kinds of stuff, which I have to really kind of whip myself in the butt now to get to make sure I do on time. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you definitely some of the some of the weirdest stuff comes out of just having the excess time and the excess inventory to just mess with stuff, just for the hell of messing with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I have, um, throughout this, um, well, last year, I guess, um, I never stopped going to, uh, my work, but, uh, um, certainly, uh, playing around, uh, with different things, um, 
whether it be working with the different rums that I have on the hand and trying to come up with something that I like or um, doing infusions. Uh, I, I certainly spend um, a lot of time talking with um, friends about infusions and things like that and what we may be doing and trying. And uh, it continues to just um, grow and, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And, and I, I don't really have any more time, uh, I guess. Uh, I think I, you know, as, as in my own personal life, I have to pick and choose what I'm doing. And, and these days it is kind of playing around with um, what syrup do I want to make? What, uh, what, what can I, uh, what can I use to infuse something and, and make that next cocktail special. And a lot of things, sometimes they just don't work. Like, oh, that's garbage. <laughs> There's yeah. a funny um, a funny anecdote. When I was researching the zombie episode of Pod Tiki, um, you go back to um, you know, Don the Beachcomber talking about uh, trying to create the zombie when, you know, there's this, there's that, that rumor that somebody came in one day and just was looking for a hangover cure. And he just whipped something up from behind the bar and just beca that became the zombie. When in reality, he said in an interview that it, it took lots of trial and error and lots of wasted rum down the drain to come up with that, that recipe to be just right. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's, he said, he, he said he threw a lot of rum down the drain, wasting a lot of money trying to come up with that recipe. Uh, and I can see why. I mean, that's one of those things when you have, freaking 13 ingredients in a drink you have to get everyone just right yeah definitely definitely i uh i mean i think in most cases when i'm playing around and um you know i've heard from others kind of doing the same thing but um you know i'll drink most anything after i've mixed it mm -hmm. i mean i i it, it, at least for my own taste i have enough um my, my palate's pretty open. I, I can I can pretty much tolerate anything. Um, so there's plenty of cocktails that I mix that are I certainly wouldn't wouldn't want to post. I wouldn't want to serve to anybody. Sure, sure. Um, but I can put it down and and yeah, you get and, to a certain point where you know your palate well enough that you know if you pick these two things, then they're going to be palatable enough for you to yeah at least, at, at least, least for me yeah yeah at least for me. And, uh, you know, I may, I may play around with something and give it to Tanya and Tanya has her own taste and things that she likes and dislikes. And, and I, I can, I, I know, you know, I'll, I'll blindly give her something and, and fully expect her to say at least one objection to it. And, <laughs> and um, uh, I'll say, well, can you get past that and, and look at the other items in it? But, there's only occasionally that it's just. Um, I, I think that's what's recently. different with my wife and I. Sorry, I interrupt. I think that's what's. I think that's no. why I love making drinks for my wife. Is because in most of my life she can criticize everything I do, but when I make drinks, she's happy. So I just, I just, she doesn't really criticize my drinks. She actually likes the way I make drinks. So that's what I. I'll keep on doing <laughs> that's that. That's great. But um, that's great. But it's funny. You guys usually always drink the same thing and drink together. You must have enough of the similar tastes to enjoy the same things. Uh, my wife and I also enjoy the same cocktails most of the time, but we don't always want them at the same time. So I usually will end up making, you know, a daiquiri for her and then a mai tai for me. Or you know, maybe I want a dark and stormy, and she wants a you know a a, a, a 
Moscow Mule or something like that. So yes, and I think yes, that's the reason. Yes. The reason why you see on on my picks, it's usually one drink at a time, is because I'm always making something different for you know multiple times a night. Yeah, and that that's fair enough. I mean, it, and it it does. Um, you know, my posting recently. Um, you know, I have to kind of deal with my own personal life of work and, and try to jungle, uh, juggle that. Uh, there are times that, um, you know, in my, in my, in my role, I have to, um, uh, to really put in, um, you know, some extra time at night and do things. And I, I don't have the time to, to, um, to play around. It does take a yeah. long time, you know, honestly, at least for me, because I, I mean, uh, I don't know how it is for everybody, but for me, uh, I do, I struggle with things, um, could could easily call myself a um, a perfectionist when it comes to things. Not that everything I create is, uh, you know, anywhere near genius, or you know, that the mass public would really enjoy. I don't, I don't know. Until someone makes it and says, "Hey, that, that you know, that actually is good." But well, um, I've learned that. I like it. I've, I've learned that lesson. Um, mostly about myself is that being a perfectionist doesn't mean that everything you do is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be, well, yeah. I mean, you have this, this vision that you want and, and uh, you're trying to get to it. And sometimes I, I mean, there's plenty of times I never get there and mm -hmm. I stop and I, I drink what I have and it just never gets, it never gets written down, you know, in the official book. I have a, you know, I have my like scribble books and sure. then I have the official, hey, here are the drinks that I think are good. And I would okay. serve to a guest at my bar. And, and then the others, you know, there's probably far more recipes that are like, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's, I, I may be the only one that likes that. But, um, uh, you know, it, it, there are plenty of times that I just, I can't, you know, I, I, I used to post every single day. When it comes to Instagram, anyway, I used to post every single day, and I I, I really can't do that anymore. Um, there are times that um, you know I have to go several days more than I would like before I can post, just yeah. because I don't have the time. Um, it doesn't mean though that I'm not playing around the bar, sure, and, and you know taking my own time and doing things. And um, Tanya certainly has. Um, she drinks more wine than I do. Um, I, I really enjoy wine. Um, something about wine, though, just wants to put me to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, well, but, I, uh, well, I mean, we have I, a nice We're the same way. We, we drink a lot of wine here. Not a lot, but we drink, in relatively speaking to our drinking habits, we drink wine a lot. And, uh, but, I mean, we also like bourbons and stuff like that. So our, our, Tastes kind of don't stick to tiki and, and rum all the time, although I do go back to that. But And she's not a big fan of sipping rum. She'd rather sip a bourbon or a wine. So we actually have a nice mixture of stuff around here. But the problem I run into is, um, like, when, I, when, when we are making drinks one night, I will try to take as many pictures as I can to post because we don't make drinks every night. You know, we might go a couple of days during the week without making a drink. And then, you know, so I want to make sure I have something to post you know, at least every couple of days. Um, and I try to find, you know, your pictures are, are very beautiful and they highlight, they highlight the, the drink a lot. Um, 
I've always, I my, my, my pictures aren't always as, as pretty, but I like to find things around the house that I think are just a cool little view of like, if I'm sitting on the couch watching, uh, watching TV and I look over and I see my glass and there's like a cool picture behind it or something. And I'm like, this is a really cool view right now. Like just life, much like my, my glass sitting there. Like I took a bunch of pictures over Christmas time in front of the tree because it was nice. I found myself just holding up my tiki mug in front of the tree and looking at it and thinking, oh, wow, this is a cool picture. With the And, and I don't know, like, I try to, all the little knickknacks I've accumulated uh, yeah. from travels, I like to take pictures with that with that stuff. But it's a, uh, I don't have one of those, I don't, you, do you have one of those, uh, one of the, I don't want to give away your secrets, but do you have one of those shadow boxes, the light boxes things that we use? No, no, I don't. Uh, I've never used a, a box. Um, I, uh, as of this Christmas, I, I did, uh, as a gift, receive some, some lighting um, that are, uh, air quotes, professional level, you know, they, they, they are just, they're, they're something that you, 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 would, you would see if you were to go to, a, um, you know, get your pictures taken at some sort of kind of commercial uh, cheaper, you know, I don't know, but, uh, you know, go get your portrait taken, you know, with the family, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. where they have the, the umbrellas that come down and, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been doing that lately, uh, because I did get that as a, as a gift and it, it, um, uh, it's really helped out because of, you know, it's winter and, and the sun, when I get home, it's dark. Yeah. And I don't have, I can't take advantage of that natural light. So I, which I is the natural light is always better. The natural light always makes it look so much cooler. Um, but yeah, yeah you, you don't, you don't always have it. My, yeah. uh, we have one of those light rings that we use when I do the videos. I just have to always remember to take my glasses off because you can see the reflection of the light ring. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I've got a lot to learn. Um, I, I would like to continue that education and, and, um, you know, as of as of late, uh, some of the accounts that I follow on um, Instagram and some that I get to talk to, uh, privilege of talking to, uh, do a lot of behind the scenes type stuff, and they show their and they are to whatever level uh, photographers. You know, they have uh, real equipment. You know, I, I would say and. Uh, the, the skills, at least some degree of skill to go along with it. And uh, I can tell that their photographs are, are well done, you know, and they, they probably before it, uh, it hits Instagram, it's, it's hitting some software and they have the understanding of how to, you know, change it in Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom or whatever. And I, I don't do any of that. Um, um, it, it, because of that, you know, we used the word perfectionist earlier because of that perfectionist type feeling that I, I have, it, I, some of the time, some of the posts take a long time for me to do because yeah. I just, I, you know, I just don't like it. And sometimes I'll post something and, and then in the end I'm like, yeah, that, that is nowhere near what I wanted it to be, but there it is. And I get that. My uh, wife will make fun of me 
she's like she's like oh you're taking your phone out again can't we just drink the drinks you gotta take a picture of every single one and i'm like yeah i got yeah. i didn't get the i didn't get the background in this one or i didn't get the the, the straws poking at the top or that cut the bottom of the glass off yeah, right? yeah. well mm -hmm. david i really appreciate you hanging out and chat with me tonight we are um, I don't want to go too long because I feel like um, people have a, a certain attention span for podcasts, and I also I, I don't yeah, want to cover sure, sure. I don't want to cover everything tonight because I want to make sure we get to do this again. Um, but before yeah. we uh, before we wrap it up and do our plugs and everything, I'm going to mix up myself a little a little old fashioned with the last thing that you sent me. Oh, nice, nice. Let's uh, let's see what we got here. And, you and sent me a little bit of time liqueur. Is it Big Alley? Hey, what? Let me let me go get a rock and uh, okay. and, and yeah. do it along with. Well, until while he's going to get some ice, um, I will just wrap up with you guys real quick. Uh, all the stuff we've had tonight. We started off with the Probitas by Hampton and Foursquare. That was incredible light run. We went to the Queen Share Privateer, which was probably one of my favorites of all night. From there, we jumped to the uh all the ancho reyes was the spicy one the scarlet ibis was a nice gold one and then one of my oh my next favorite the hampton estate jamaican rum uh the nissan was the agricole we hit and then we rummed it all out we rummed it all out we finished it all we rounded it all out with the rum fire hey rummed it all out yes we did we uh we rummed it all out for sure with the rum fire 63 percent from uh from hampton estate that's the overproof um and now you hooked me up with a little bit of thyme liqueur that you suggested I use with a little bit of bourbon. So I'm going to go for a – I got a little bit of Evan Williams single barrel vintage here. All right. So do you, do you measure all of your spirits or are you uh, – I do. When it comes – and I mean when it comes to an old-fashioned, do you free pour – or do you, uh, I just, do you measure? No, I measure out about two ounces. I do a two-ounce pour for an old-fashioned. And now I'm assuming we use this time liqueur in place of like a sugar? Of bitters. Okay, well, so the, I use it in bitters. place of bitters. In place yeah. of the bitters. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that may be something you want to experiment with. But, uh, yeah, definitely in, in terms of, of kind of – replacement uh I, I like replacing it with the bitters it uh all right let me get some and I, I, sugar i have you yeah i have used um you know varying amounts of it to get my my own personal taste so you'll, you'll have to play around with it a little bit but um i i tend to measure it with a bar spoon and i use about a half a bar spoon and and so i use a sugar cube um for my own old fashioned. And, I do my old fashions in uh, two separate ways, depending on the mood I'm in. I will make it um, in a beaker when I'll use um, the, my homemade simple syrup. And then I will just stir it. Uh, and then sometimes I will make it in the glass and I'll use, a, I'll use raw cane sugar and I'll muddle it with the orange and the um, bitters first and then just mix it in the glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how I'm use, doing it. Today, I mean, both ways are incredible in their own way. Today, I'm going to use the stirring method because I want to, I just don't have my muddler and stuff with me. Uh, let me see. 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm going with a sheer cube. Uh, I put about a half a bar spoon of the uh, liqueur in it, um, and I, I understand some people put a little bit of water in their uh, old fashions. I never do that. I don't know why. Um, I go ahead and I do measure two ounces. My all my old fashions are, are two ounces. Um, I pour it directly into the cup myself. I will uh, use a muddler and and uh, crush that down and just kind of stir it. I think that, that you know the argument of uh, you said you were using a a syrup. Yeah, I'm just going to stir it tonight. Did you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the argument for that, you know, that it's a little harder to to mix in the granule, the, the sugar cube granules. Yeah, and that's true. Um, and you know, and, and maybe for my own personal taste, maybe I don't need that much sugar in my old fashioned, um, because mine never completely dissolves and I leave a little bit in there and I'm kind of okay with that. I'm happy yeah, with that. Me too. Me too. Um, like I said, I, when I, when I stir, I use the syrup. When I muddle, I use the cane sugar. And I really like it both ways. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, I guess. Yeah. And then I throw in my uh, egg cube and a little stir. Sorry if that's probably a little loud. Oh, wow. Okay, I did a two-ounce pour of bourbon with a bar spoon of the thyme liqueur. And you're using what again? What was your bourbon? I'm using the Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage. I also have mm. a little bit of Four Roses, but I don't have anything really high, really top shelf right now. Uh, so I'm using the Bullet uh, 95 Rye. What do you think? What, how much did you put in there of the liqueur? I did a two-ounce pour of bourbon and about a bar spoon of liqueur. A bar spoon, okay. And I did a half bar spoon. I could probably do with this. I could with a rye. I could probably do a full. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad I went with the full. I like the flavor of it. I like the. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna add a little bit, another half to mine, just to try to match similar what what you're drinking. I know it's a different bourbon, but sorry if that's a little loud. No, it definitely changes the uh, aesthetics of it. You know, you don't get that darkness from putting the Angostura bitters in there. When I first made it, I sipped it just with the liqueur and bourbon and some sugar. And then I went ahead and added the uh, orange peel expressed over it. Okay. And I didn't do that. I think uh, both ways is delicious, but I think the orange peel adds a little bit. Maybe maybe because I used a full bar spoon of the thyme, but the orange peel kind of rounds it out a little bit. So I don't get so much savory in my face. Um, it adds a little bit of okay. creaminess to it. But... I mean, really, both ways. The time really, I. You don't think of savory as like, uh, at least I don't like think of savory as a as a drink. Um, I think of savory a lot when they're in food or even wine or or tobacco. But when it comes to liqueurs or liquors, I don't think of savory as a flavor that I would normally like. But this really, it's it's just enough to add that like herbiness to the bourbon, which already has a very you know, that, that very earthy flavor to it. It yeah. really, really goes great. Yeah. 
I'm trying to be, I try to be a perfectionist. Like I want to know how the drink is made. I want to know how much ice to put in, how many drops of this to put in, how much of the, and when you're doing the research and you're actually talking to bartenders who do modern drinks, it's, it's not as precise as us hobbyists would like it to be. Like it, it's, a lot of times it's, yeah, it's it's three dashes of Angostura, but you're never going to get really three dashes. If you do two and a half or three and a half, it's going to be it's going to it's whatever the drink. But however, their personal the per, the flick of their wrist every time is right, now right. it's going to be the same for them every time, but it might not be what you're able to do. You know, so their drink will be consistent, but it might not be. But if they were to write out the recipe, it might not taste like the way they make it because they have their own style of making it. You know, they exactly. may pour pour a little heavy on something or a little bit light on something or you know. So it's uh, very interesting. Now, before we wrap up, man, I want to make sure that uh, I thank you once again for um, being very gracious by sending me these samples. Um, I'm going to have to share them Absolutely. with Faith when um, make us some drinks when she gets off work. Um, definitely want to do this again, man. I'm sure that we'll be talking off offline here on, on the Instagram and stuff. And talking yeah. about that. Let's um let's make sure we give some plugs real quick just to make sure everybody knows where to find you and uh in case they don't but they should and and nobody that I follow doesn't follow you already so but let's give everybody the um the Instagram handle just in case. Yeah, so uh, uh at rumtiki um underscore home bar and um, you know I I I hope that everything that I do is um, really, you know, let me take this opportunity. Um, yeah. I, I know you're, you're, you have limited time, but let me take this opportunity to, um, to make sure that people understand the actual name of it, which is Rum TV. And, and, and maybe I should have, you know, uh, changed the, the name a little differently or, or whatever, but but the the um, for us it was a team account. It was my wife and I, yes. And but but even with us, it is a rum slanted kind of account. And even though we do other drinks, because we do drink other things, we're not yeah. just straight rum. And I don't know that anybody is, but. Um, we, we do want to grow, participate in the effort to grow rum as a category and the understanding of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of rum, not as a tropical sweetened drink or, or whatever, but, but move forward with what rum should be and, and it's not only its place as a, a as a sipper, which we generally don't post about, but uh, in a cocktail that hey, this is a this is a great base spirit for this cocktail, and um, in a modern tiki drink, um, because I, I would say that most, if you go back and you look at um, cocktail books and stuff like that. They tend to use um, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rican. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of that in those drinks because that was what was available in the United States at that time, but not necessarily um, what was out there. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of Jamaican. Um, um, that was a lot different than the Jamaican we get now. And you you find yeah. that with you find that with speakeasy drinks as well, like different gins and things that we can't find now. Yeah, yeah. So I I uh, I, I I definitely want to emphasize that 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 we we put in the name rum first because at some point, and, and that is being worked on right now, but at some point I want to emphasize the, the, uh, the rums that we are using and the, and the, the um, um, begin to understand the history of rum. And I, I do want to add more. I, I'll take a second to compliment you. You do a lot of, on your podcast, which I enjoy. Thank you. Really enjoy. Thank you so much. Um, um, it's 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 definitely a um, I it's it's in the car kind of stuff that I do. I listen to all podcasts in the car. I'm about a thirty minute trip, so that's my time to listen to podcasts. And I really enjoy yours because um, I feel like you you spend a lot of time trying to understand what you're talking about, and that's 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 really what my personal interests are in rum is that um, we understand that uh, what what uh, rum truly is uh, as a spirit, as a category, as we progress in our account, uh, I think I want to probably do more understanding of rums and maybe introduce more rums as um, as a category and understanding of what the rum is and more tasting notes of the rum. Everybody brings something different to the, like, you know, you, you go, I, I started this at this, um, this interview by talking about how I, I like to find people that are into the same things I'm into. And that is true, but I definitely gravitate towards people that like what I'm into, but in a different way that I'm into it. Um, yes. Like, yes. like, Yes, when I I am definitely more focused on um, my perspective of the whole Roman and tiki culture is that I, I mean, I grew up in Orlando, Florida. I come from the the tourist capital of the world. Like I like kind of the campiness of it, so I like leaning into that a little bit. I like you know I like the mugs and the tiki bars and all the weird stuff, and then the history and the and the connoisseur of different rums that kind of comes in it as ancillary, but. I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely coming into it from the idea that I like the the the, the kitsch of it, you know, and uh, yeah. I like the escapism aspect of it. I like being able to pretend for a second that I'm on a tropical beach when I had a hard day at work or something. And uh, oh yes, so it's a uh, you know, and then you got someone like yourself who's coming at it from the you know being a rum connoisseur kind of angle of it and and promoting that. And there's some people that are mostly into the. You know, I'm sure we all follow the accounts of people that make like the homemade decor and the rums or the, or the mugs and everything. And some people are coming at it from that perspective or just like this, the sales aspect of it. But it's yes. it's interesting to me that we're all into the same thing, but we're not competing for the same um, piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we plug the Rum Tiki Home Bar. Of course, if you guys want to find me, you can always go to pod underscore tiki on uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple, Google, all those places. Um, you can always find Rum Tiki through me. I follow him. So if you guys want to do that, um, and vice versa. So thank you all for listening. Uh, probably, I'm probably going to end up splitting this up into a two-parter because we went about two hours here. So 
um, which which was incredible. I, I enjoyed every single second of it. Um, but can't wait to do it again. So, and I'm actually surprised that I've, I'm actually surprised that I've gotten away with hanging out and drinking rum downstairs so long without getting a without without coming <laughs> looking for me. So um, no, I can't I can't thank you enough, David. Thanks so much for hanging out and chatting with me tonight. Thank you, thank you, man. And uh, yeah, man, we'll be in, we'll be in touch soon. All right, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, thank you.